Sorry, we're closed. All right, guys, welcome back. Another episode. Sorry, we're closed here. And uh, we're going to roll right into what I told you guys we'd start off with this week, uh, which is uh, your net worth is your network. And I believe it to be true. Sean believes it to be true. Uh, however, uh, oftentimes people uh, don't know exactly how to make it happen. And <laughs> oftentimes think, as I mentioned on last week's podcast, oh, like my you know, maybe not my dad. My friend's dad's the CEO, so uh, he'll he'll make me money. It's really not how things work. It has worked that way, but it's really not how things work. And I think people often get caught up in that. So I have a pod, I have a, a TikTok I want you guys to listen to, which I'll play for you now. Uh, we actually, I just told Sean, we got we keep getting copyright claims on YouTube for using this stuff. Now they post it publicly. So I'm not still not 100% sure, and I have no copyright strikes against my YouTube account, mm-hmm. which tells me I think that they're still out there and able to be visible and stuff like that. Uh, but I just, I'm, trying to, I, I'm trying to get bigger on YouTube, and I, I'm just still trying to test out exactly to see if there is any negative effects to that. So I'm just going to put, uh, put it up to the microphone for now. But this guy, a little background, he was a, a, the creator of Get Schmacked, uh, which is a, a little wow. bit before my time, but I think Sean's time, right? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So, yep, so he's the creator gets smacked. He actually got um, uh, hounded by the feds uh, because they thought he was running some scheme, and he wasn't. So he, at least not that I know of. I did brief research. So he, he, you know, maybe he got something, got left the hook or something. I don't know. But I've watched He's been recently on TikTok and posting a ton. And I, I, he doesn't look like the most upstanding individual. I'll give you that. But... <laughs> The way he speaks, he's pretty intelligent about what he does, uh, and uh, uh, he's so. Anyway, I saw this one about networking, and I want you guys to listen to it. So here you go. This is super important to talk about. Networking is very important if you have a value add. If you have a value add, if you don't have a value add, you're just meeting people that are going to be like, this guy is, you know, useless. There's no utility. There's no value here. Why are we meeting him? Don't meet people and blow your bubble before you have value to provide. This is super and so. What he talks about there briefly is being able to provide value to someone you're meeting. Now, recently, I had two meetings pop up uh, that I probably could have acquired those meetings. One was with a company called Wheels Up, which is a private jet company. Uh, the second one was with a hospitality group called Tau Group. And I had a meeting with, I could have had a meeting with a nice guy who's uh, you know, one of the higher ups there. Now, the reason why, on both ends, in, in my opinion, but the reason why those meetings did not happen, and one of the reasons I did not push very hard for those meetings to happen, was because I didn't know what the hell I could do for these people. And you go into these meetings, and if there's nothing you can give this person, like if there's, if there's no reason for them to be there except for just to be like, oh, let me help this guy, that's just charity. Like, why is he doing that for you? Like, why is why is he is it just because he's nice? Because a friend asked him to help a guy out? Like, why is he doing that? So I never pushed for these meetings. I don't know that they'd ever even happened because they're on the other end. If I was them, I'd be like, well, why the hell am I meeting this guy? Uh, minus because my my buddy, our mutual friend, had asked us to sit down with him. And I will also give you. I just made a TikTok about this. Oftentimes, and Sean knows this. Oftentimes, things can come from nothing. Like you can just sit with someone and be like, "Oh shit, you do what? Uh, okay, oh wow, okay. Well, I do this. I think maybe we might be able to help each other here." And you don't realize it. So sometimes the see- the the meet and greet can be can still happen and be fruitful. But I particularly like those types of meet and greets to kind of happen organically, where you just happen to see, you know, you run into each other or you run into some people and you start chatting at the bar and then you start talking. Oh, let's actually go sit down and talk about this. Not the, hey, our friend made the connection. Let's go sit at a dinner table for two and a half hours and see if there's anything we can do for each other. I'd rather already have some type of idea of, well, I know at least I can help you here. Uh, and I think this is where a lot of people get hung up with networking. And it's just like, oh, no, if, you, if you're friends with people, you know, now you're rich. If you're friends with rich people, you're rich. It, it's not necessarily true. Gary Vee actually talks about it all the time where he has got plenty of friends from back home and stuff like that who aren't 
hundred millionaires or even millionaires for that matter. And Losers. Yeah, but they still know Gary. Gary, I'm sure, we, especially the, seeming like what his personality is online, probably would help them if he could. But he also is like, you got to be able to do something for me. So I don't know what your take is on Sean, but it, with networking, it, I, I think I think people make it too simplistic and think if you just know someone, now you're rich. Well, I think networking is interesting, and it really depends on, like obviously in our world of entrepreneurship, uh, Tony Robbins says if you don't, if you don't, Tony Tony Robbins says if you don't talk to your neighbor, you're dead. Uh, and actually, let's do this. Let's have some fun. Let me play you a TikTok. Okay. Okay. Now this guy, in a similar fashion, uh, when I say the word the word douche, in my world, who would you think of? In your world, Grant Cardone. Bingo, bango. Uh, there was there was only one other possible guy that it could possibly be. Do you know who it is? Um, the, we, you and I the, recently, you and I talked about this person. Like, the epitome three days of ago. douche. The, this guy is the epitome. Yeah. Of douche. Uh, what's his? I don't remember. Uh, something swaggy or something. What are those guys' J- names? Jason Capital. Yeah, Jason Capital. All right, you re- you ready for this? Yeah. Free business. I have five companies now. We'll do a hundred million this year. I started every one of those companies with no money. Zero money, man. Just hustle and grit and courage. I've called on people I didn't want to be with. I've done things I didn't want to do, okay? It is not about doing what you love. It's about doing whatever it takes to make your dreams a reality, to be closed and stay closed. If you're not closed on your product, if you're not buying your own product... Why would you expect anybody else to? Man, 400 bucks is a lot of money. Your prospect says to you, $400, do it. Listen to me, man. You're 32 years old. You've been trying to save money for 20 years, and you had. Do it and do it now. I don't need anything special here. I'm not going to be empathetic. Quit being stupid. Write the check. I don't know if the compliance guy likes that or not. That wasn't the one. Did oh, not man. go have... well, well, no, it, it did. Well, basically, what he says, I thought he was. Get... Well, I was hoping he would get to that at the end of that. Well, that was just a... that was fun for everyone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he says at one point in one of these videos, I thought I had it. Uh, he says that uh, white space on your calendar is the devil. Uh, he's like, if you have, like, if you, if you. You got nothing going on. You ain't talking to anybody. He's like, you will meet the devil. White space on your calendar is the devil. And uh, look, not everybody's going to have the same ambition. Uh, not everybody needs to network. You know, I, I depending on your level of ambition, is your need there? Uh, what I would say, kind of adding to what you said, was I don't really think that networking. The reason that people don't do it is because it just goes outside of your comfort zone. Like, it's like, okay, duh, if I knew Elon Musk, I'd probably find myself in a lot more opportunities. If I knew Jeff Bezos, I'd find myself in a lot of opportunities. And then you just kind of like look around, you're like, I don't don't, don't know, who's this guy? Like, you know, like it doesn't really lead you to anything and you don't see that immediate gratification. And it's just you constantly have to put yourself. I was telling somebody the other day about your networking process. And we can remember, it must have been Brian. I don't remember talking to anybody else. Uh, But like, like we were talking about how like, you know, you went and you were with like these group of people. And like these people weren't great. Like you kind of see it right away. Uh, but they were like, they took you to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, until you landed into a, a crew uh, that was really helpful and beneficial and could be mutually beneficial. So I think that networking, I think everybody knows that it's the thing and it's it's super, super helpful. But I think the reason that they don't do it is either they don't need to, but mostly because uh, it makes you uncomfortable to do that, which is the reason that most people don't do anything, don't do any of the things that make you successful. Yeah. I mean, I, let's just take you real quick. And Sean knows this, but the, let's just take this quickly through, through, like a, a raise for a business. And I heard Grant Cardone talk about it a little bit in that, uh, about how he started all these businesses for hundred million dollars. They start with no money, all that stuff. Now, let's say business A. I'm not going to do a business B, but so but business A uh, called 
called Guitar Taxi uh, is worth $100 million. So Guitar Taxi did this new innovative thing where they you know, play, they have a live guitarist in the front seat for your taxi ride, and people are in love with it. Right, that's excuse me expensive. You got to pay for the car, the fuel, the driver, and the guitar. Listen, people are loving it. So, Guitar Taxi, uh, you're purchasing Guitar Taxi at a hundred million dollar valuation. Now, let's say in these scenarios, you're financing the deal. So, so let's say you have to come up with twenty percent. You gotta you gotta put up twenty million dollars. So now. You have to go find $20 million. Let's say you have $1 million. Let's, let's say, for example, you have zero. You don't, you don't want to put up any money. You, put up, you went through the rigmarole of getting this deal. You knew the right people. You worked your ass off for a year and change to get the right valuation. Put all these pieces together to finally have the deal. You want to put up no fucking money. So you got to come up with $20 million. Now, let's say in your network you have access to, you know, Forty million dollars. There's there's money out there for you to get, and you can go get it. Now you want to retain fifty percent of the company, which means that for no money, you want to retain fifty percent. Which means that now that twenty million you're putting up, people are now buying in at a hundred or two hundred million valuation, rather than a hundred million valuation, because now they got to put up instead of. You know, whatever it was per point for whatever twenty divided, you know, twenty divided by hundred, twenty million divided by hundred is what two hundred thousand dollars. So you got to put up. So everyone's got to put up two hundred thousand dollars a point. Originally, now there's only fifty points available. They got to put up forty four hundred thousand dollars per point in order to get to that that same number. Uh, so, with that being said. Now you go into your network of people to do. And this is when, let's say, let's say Jeff Bezos is doing this. Jeff Bezos, let's say he knows that he has all this money available to him. He doesn't want to run the company, though. He doesn't know how to run this company. So now he's going to go into person A, B, and C, who are great operators. But they come in and say, listen, we're great fucking operators. We're going to make this thing go. We, we don't want to pay fucking $400,000 a point. We'll come in at the original valuation, and we want to take 20%. So, well, they have a ton of value outside of financing. So, all right, we'll, we'll sell it to you. Say 20% for however much money. You go to the, but now the valuation just went up for everybody else again because you need the operators. But the operators, although they knew, knew Jeff Bezos, the only reason they're in is because they're fantastic operators, not because they knew him, but because they're fantastic operators. Now other people, they might not fucking know dick about this. They're never going to be involved. So now they're now and they come in and they say, "Listen, you got to pay 80 800,000 a point." And people are like, "Well, fuck. I don't want it. That's an outrageous valuation." As well, you're about to be in a deal that you'd never be in and and up with three phenomenal operators that you would never have the opportunity to work with, but your valuation went higher because of that. Now, you might think the people at 800,000 is getting are getting fucked. But in reality, the value that those people can bring, the only value those people can bring to the table is money. That's the only thing they can do. If they say, well, we want to pay a fair valuation, okay, you're no longer valuable to me. You don't provide value to me any longer because I can go get a lot of people to pay fair, the, the fair number. I need you to pay more because I need these operators. And if you can't pay more, your value is zero, you're out of the deal. You're goodbye. See you later. I'll find someone else to pay the higher value because they know the value that I'm providing to them in a company they would never be able to get and with operators they'd never have access to. Those operators, obviously, they get a better deal because they, they uh, are going to run the show, and then I get the best deal because without no one gets any of these things without me. So people like look at things, and they just look at the, the money aspect of it. And I've had this happen in my own, my own life. But they look at just the money aspect of things. And listen, well, I know, like, you're my friend. I was like, okay, no, no, that's great. My friend duty to you is that you're getting the first look at this. My friend duty is not to give you, you know, you know, the, a half the valuation of the company. That's not my friend duty. You got the first look. Your value is to bring money. You got, you got to put up the money. I don't know what else to tell you. Now, if you negotiate another a better uh, a contract, an agreement with you, all that stuff, yeah. But at the end of the day, in certain situations, 
I know, especially in small businesses, I know you have no leverage against me. I have all the leverage. In a big business, now you talk about bringing in private equity. Now they're going to negotiate a better deal for themselves. They're going to make sure they get paid back first. They're going to get, let's say, 70 of the profits until they get paid back. Then it goes back to even, so on and so forth, because they're putting up all this money. So it, it works a little bit different. It gets a little bit nuanced as you get as you get bigger. But the the moral of that story is these network this in in networking. You have to realize what you bring to the table, and from there, that is how you can leverage yourself. Now, if you don't have much leverage other than, let's say, one particular thing, and that, and there is a, if you're the only person being able to put up that much money, and I, and there wasn't a list of people below you, or let's say, let's say it's private equity. If you're the only private equity firm that's willing to put up that much money, and there's not six more, you have a ton of leverage. You can go get higher profits until you get paid back, et cetera, et cetera. But if there's a list more, or there's five other private equity firms, I'm just throwing it to other people. Who's, who's going to give me the best deal? And you lose your leverage. So you just, when, again, when you're networking all the, when you're doing all these things, you have to realize what your value is, what you bring to the table, and you can't be unrealistic with what you think you sh- you're owed <laughs> because you knew a guy. Yeah, that's not how this works. Like when I first bought into my first restaurant, I bought in, it, to my knowledge, at the, either the second highest or the highest valuation in that restaurant. It was not worth what I paid. And I can promise you that. But I didn't. The only thing I could bring to the table was finance. The only thing I could do was bring money. The second deal, I paid an even amount because I, that was the best I could do. And then from so on and so forth, now I'm bringing a ton of value. I'm br- buying all these places. I'm bringing in great operators, so on and so forth. I get a better deal. I'm not going to give you the exact deal, but I give you guys better. I get better deals because of this. But it took me to work up to that. And I think oftentimes people believe that because they knew a guy, they just, oh, no, I, I, come on. You're my buddy. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't give a shit if you're my buddy. Well, everybody people wants get the, the freebie, right? Yeah, you get the best deal because you provide the most value. The only the, you're my you're my buddy was you got the phone call. That's my you my being my buddy. Not everyone else got the fucking phone call. So, like I said, in this networking game, like it's not just about knowing people. We talk about Opie a lot, you know, at Budweiser or he's not Budweiser anymore. Viva, no free ads. No, uh, it's called Shmiva, <laughs> no free ads. But when you talk about Opie. Hey, he when he goes into these liquor stores, if he just asks the people to buy his product, I'm like, well, no. Why, why am I taking up fridge space? You know, you have a tequila seltzer that's brand new. It's going to take up fridge space when I can go buy high noon that I know is going to sell this week, and I got to pay my fucking bills. But now Opie goes in and says, "Hey, listen, I'll give you two free cases. I'll come in do a tasting, and I'll swipe the the corporate credit card to make sure you get it gets off your shelf." All right, well, now we're talking. Now I have a, I have a zero-risk business that you're, okay, you're going to bring this in, but you're going to buy all the remainders if I don't, if I don't win? Okay, sure. Yeah. What, what's, I have nothing to lose now. Not only do I have nothing to lose, I have everything to gain because I'm pricing that thing at a profit that I guarantee I'm getting back. Mm-hmm. So now he's providing value. It, it's, it, it's just the name of the game. When people come into me, at liquor reps come into me and say, not including friends, but when they come into me and say, "Hey, listen, we'll you know we'll do this," and we like you know we'd love to be able to promote a cocktail that we have in our thing on your menu. Oh, that doesn't fucking do anything for me. Why? Oh, okay, so you now so now you're asking me is to take your product in that I don't already have, and then I have to put a new cocktail on my menu that that get, that you get, and then you're gonna promote it on your page that is a brand new company that has 300 followers on Instagram. <laughs> the fuck's that that's doing always, for me that's always a t- you guys you get those people at uh just like spam dm you uh and they're like you want to be an ambassador for my new product and i'm like guy guys no stop. i don't want to be an ambassador <laughs> and that's yeah but let's let's dive into that real quick because that that's a great topic i have 33.7 thousand followers on instagram you asking me to take a picture with your sweatshirt on it with, my, with, sweat, with your sweatshirt on my fucking body is going to do all of fucking nothing for you. <laughs> okay? No one cares what I'm wearing. I can promise you. No one gives a shit. And when I, mean, when I put a nice suit on or something like that, and I tag my tailor, you might have some people that want to go look at the tailor's page and see what other kind of cool stuff he has. You might have that. But a generic sweatshirt with your name on it? No one cares. 
Everybody wants the freebie. Everybody wants the freebie. They want you to say yes. You put the sweatshirt on, and then all of a sudden, I do think that there's a learning curve to all this, and this is something that I think uh, very, very much so about business. Really, any type of achievement uh, is that the process is very simple. Uh, Nobody wants to do it, which is human nature. Everybody, you know, human nature is to try to take the easy road, Uh, and then life just continually as I say, kicks you in the teeth repeatedly and repeatedly until you decide to do the work or just quit it all, quit all together. Uh, and, you know, I think all of us can relate to, uh, you know, to, to that stuff. I remember like when we, you and I first were, you know, starting, we did stuff that never was going to work. And well, we tried and be, we tried because we wanted it to be easy. Uh, you know, you look at the, you look at this, you know, in our world, especially like I know you and I have talked about this, like when somebody doesn't make the big leagues uh, and they go they they get cut their career ends 99 out of 100 times they're doing lessons right uh they're in somebody's garage or going to the park and they're doing lessons and and you know they 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 have the same thought right like who wouldn't want lessons for me right like i'm i'm a i'm a you know i was in triple a right like i didn't know any triple a kid man i would have died for these lessons and you soon realize that nobody really cares uh, and you know, I see a lot of people in my my world who were strength and conditioning coaches uh, for Major League Baseball teams, who were uh, NBA strength and conditioning coaches and athletic trainers, and they come out and they're like, "I'm going to do this. Who wouldn't want this for me? I am this. I am this." Uh, and you soon find out that nobody cares, uh, and you 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 either evolve or you you die, and you go back to a nine to five, you go back to a regular world. And that's, that's where business is the ultimate proving ground. And much like it is in sports, uh, business, it exposes you. You have no choice. Like the only way to win in the game is to evolve yourself and become more valuable uh, so that you can actually provide value to people and to situations uh, so that people want to be friends with you, so that people want to be associated with you. And everybody, this is a reciprocal world. We're all, we're all, you know, trying to get something from the other person, the people that you like the most, you know, the people that are easiest to have a conversation with are never the people that are talking about themselves, right? The people that you sit there and you have to listen to their stories and their mumbo jumbo. You're like, oh, enough with this guy. The best conversations are the people who are only trying to like ask you questions and like get you going. Those are the best. And sometimes you even know they're doing it. You're like, screw this guy. Uh, I was at the Tony Robbins event, the virtual event. And one of the things that he had, one of the, the like things he got everybody to do was to uh to mirror each other right and like we would just go like into like a zoom like this because it was virtual and you just mirror the other person and i knew they were doing it but for some reason i was like yeah this person's man funny this is cool and i started to like this person so you know i think the the uh, you know it's 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 the natural progression uh it's never going to change people will never going to do it and there will always be the small percentage of people who just kind of wired a little bit differently who will who will who will who will, who will just do it? You know, it, to me, it's a lot like the podcast world. Remember when I gave you a stat? Or you might have given me the stat because you're the R and D department. Someone, one of us, gave each other a stat that they that I heard was like ninety nine point nine percent of podcasts fail after three episodes. They or mm-hmm. they stop doing them. Not necessarily yeah. fail. That's I don't even know. I guess that's failing. But I mean, you had to didn't really do anything yet. Yeah. Um, and shout out to us, like one hundred and sixty episodes in now or something like that. But the you get that first step, and I was pretty harsh there for a little bit. So I will, I will let me let me not backtrack, but be a little softer here. You got to take that first step. Like as long as you're trying, the thing that I have really taken a liking to recently has been the approach of of volume and speed with Gary, like Gary, like Gary says. Like I have loved that. I have it just. I have realized that I have done this already without really knowing, but in a little bit of a slower pace. But the way I've ever gotten certain, gotten anywhere is by continuously trying, 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 and learning, and learning, and learning, and eventually getting the right stuff that works, right? So, like, when you first start up this, uh, you know, back in the day when I had was trying to run those, that big clinic with that, that buddy of mine who had a, a baseball facility, right? I had relied on the fact, typical Pat, I had relied on the fact that this guy knew what he was doing. He knew he could, he's, he's, has done this before. He can run a clay. He's got a network of kids that already come to his facility all the time. 
And then how hard could it be to say, hey, listen, and a win for you, you can say, hey, listen, you guys that are already coming to my clinics or are already coming to my facilities all the time, I got a special treat for you we're going to put. We got a former Red Sox player that's going to come, you know, teach you guys for three days or whatever uh, and, you know, be able to put something together for this thing. He did nothing. <laughs> and within two years, he was uh, – the, the facility had shut down and he was running a COVID cleaning company. And so I was saying they're like, okay, so even like you clearly probably don't know what the hell you're doing. Very nice guy. You probably didn't know what the hell you're doing. And then you're just looking for the like a lot of COVID cleaning companies made crazy money, yeah. but you're just looking for the next hot thing, the quick buck, right? I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna clean some desks, and I'll I'll hop on the gold rush as they said, right? And whenever right. we moved to Montana. Back in the whatever, I'm not even going to guess what time period. because 40s. Um, the Back in the 40s to go get gold. The 49ers, that's how I always remember it. That's what that oh, is. Oh, wow. I was gonna say, I was, good thing I didn't say anything because I was going to say the 1800s. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, I'm always been. And, it actually know, could be. It probably is the, actually, and I think about it, it probably is the 1849. Oh. Well, 19, no. Dad was not in was, the heart of the gold rush. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you have to, and I, I align myself. I've always been this way. I align myself with hopefully people that can make my life easier. I'm going to go do these things. I'm a charming, charismatic guy that has a good head on his shoulders and can learn and willing to put up the work. I, I was willing to put up the money the first part and make sh- and work, earn my way to the portion where you, you could provide enough value to people where they put up a lot of the money for you. But you have to keep trying. Like how many times, this is why I go back to that podcast analogy, how many times you see people, let's say, start a clothing company, right? So you see a lot of apparel companies on Instagram. That was, that's a whole thing. So you start the apparel company. Okay, start the apparel company. Go for it, right? Give it a go. And, okay, then you try to get some buddies, post it for free. All right, the buddies probably, it's meaning, not meaningful to them. They'll probably post it for free. Also, guys, don't gonna, ask your buddies to post. Yeah, oh, but they're so not going to – regardless. But listen, you're starting. I don't care. You're starting. You're giving it a go, trying to get in front of some people. Uh, you're doing it, right? When that doesn't work, because it won't, <laughs> when that doesn't work, keep trying. Keep doing more. Like I just said on the, on the Jared Krabbis podcast the other day, how you could probably go back to – you know, the beginning of my TikToks, maybe some stuff on Instagram, even some stuff that I've now hidden from the public eye on YouTube. You know, even you can go back and certainly see some things that are I cringe at. I'm like, oh, my God, I did that. What the hell was I doing? But I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now without doing all that stuff and learning and being like, OK, that didn't work. OK, that didn't work. And you learn, you adjust, you adjust. The thing that I absolutely loved in baseball was the analogy of a heat seeking missile. Is they con- heat-seeking missiles are not constantly going at the at the target. They are constantly failing and readjusting, constantly failing and readjusting until finally they hit their target. But they have failed 150 times before they finally hit the damn target. And it's like you got to just keep going, speed, 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 speed. Do things, do things, do things. When things don't work, try it again. Try a different thing. All right, switch that one. You know, I, you know, YouTube Shorts. I've realized on YouTube Shorts, they want really fucking quick content. They've already had the long-form content. That's their whole fucking platform. They want quick stuff. They do not want your bullshit. They do not do, not do the, the storytelling that you can do on TikTok right now. Do quick stuff. Quick, 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 quick. Retention is everything. So, but, not, but I've also learned retention is not always everything sometimes you put up bullshit and they're like no yeah people watch 115 seconds 115 percent of this but it's because it was a 0.3 second video that <laughs> yeah, doesn't count as that. content we've all tried that move yeah like, that doesn't count as content pat so but you learn you're just constantly constantly going constantly going until you finally hit and you probably never will really hit like a heat seeking missile you might never really hit the target you might always be getting slowly slowly better until you die one day but <laughs> I, I just I, I'm I really you know want to tell like I want to hammer home like yeah you're gonna embarrass yourself in the beginning it's gonna suck you're gonna see, you, people are gonna look at you on Instagram and be like this is a fucking loser but remember those people aren't doing anything probably so you just keep going just don't just give up after you're gonna fail in the beginning I can promise you 100 percent without a doubt you will fail we all have done it 
So, just, you know, me and Sean, the amount of times me and Sean have had text messages being like, figured it out. We've done it. It is, it is, we have got it. This is exactly how you get big on Instagram. Meanwhile, I am over here losing hundreds of followers on Instagram daily. <laughs> I've always thought that the reason that I've just kept going is because I've always thought I was closer to success than I really was. Like, I've always thought I was like one move away. Uh, and like, I just, it just was like, oh, it wasn't this thing, but it must be this thing. And then I do that thing. And I'm like, oh, well, that was stupid, but this is the thing. Uh, obviously I now know I've, 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 I've grown wise or wiser to the, to the process. But, you know, my thing is when, when I hear you speak, I mean, you're saying all the right things and you're, you're right on, in a hundred percent of it. Uh, and then like, you know, everybody knows that, you know what I mean? Like everybody knows don't quit. You're going to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. Take risks, go all in, take massive action. I love that one. Tony Robbins says it all the time. He's like, you got to take massive action. And then I'm like, <laughs> like, like, what does that even mean? Uh, and, and like what I've really grown to try to uncover is like, why don't you do it? Like, we know plenty of people, talented. You can think of one in particular, probably. I won't go in and give any more details. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to give, give it away, but... Like, why don't you do it? Like, you know, you know the deal. Why, why don't you, like, why don't you do it? And that's where, you know, for me, where we dive into the neuroscience of it and neurochemistry of it, because I really want to understand, like, what drives a human being and, and what, and, like, why, like, I don't get it. Like, like, I think, like, I look at you and, and, like, you, your business is so much different than mine. Like, you talk about networking. I would have talked about networking completely differently. I would have talked about, uh, you know, not necessarily like raising money. I would have talked about like, you know, the Dream 100 stuff and, you know, taking the steps up to uh, the Joe Rogan podcast or the Lewis Howes podcast or Tom Bilyeu's podcast or something like that. And like, and like how like you cite, you're siphoning off audiences. Like we would have done it in that way. And, you know, I it just like for me, it's like, like, how do you do your business uh, and like what, like, like I am active, like I'm not a networker. Like how do I get to your level of networking skills? Like it's a, it's, it's much more of a force for me than it is for you. And all that is, is it's connections inside of the brain. It's, it's neurons that have been myelinated over time and become increased in efficiency. Uh, it's, it's a, it's an addiction to neurochemistry. Uh, and like, how can we curate it? How can we change you uh, to, to to become the person that you want to be as opposed to like the gary v model of just 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 do it man like grind it out hustle ah like that that's like that that doesn't work and and what's actually interesting for the people out there i actually do think this is one of the most valuable pieces of information that i've ever gotten comes from a book called the organized mind by daniel j levitin uh and what he says in the book is that mental toughness is like there's a chemist or chemical inside of the brain called oxygenated glucose. Uh, and that is the substance that gets used up when you say no to something. So for example, uh, if at the end of this podcast, like I got work to do, Patrick walks into my pot, to my room and says, Hey, let's play Madden. Uh, and I'm like, no, uh, because I got work to do. I got this list of stuff I got to do over here. Right. Uh, I lose some oxygenated glucose. Right. And every time I say no to something, uh, a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. So you literally will at some juncture run out of mental toughness. You will run out of nose and you will not be able to do that anymore. Now, the premise of the book is to like set up your world so that doesn't so that you can keep it so that you don't have to keep saying no to things like you don't you're not even those proposals aren't even brought up to you so you don't have to use up the oxygenated oxygenated glucose but like all of those things are like really go into into like what makes uh, an achiever what makes a human what makes your level of output uh, and and it's, it's really scientifically based and this is kind of something that i wanted to mention here on the podcast because we're really me and patrick are super fresh on this uh, is uh, we just came back from the gym and we were in there both of us grinding like working hard uh inside of the gym and you know him and i both discussed how like we're not really there to get jacked we're not really there to get you know huge or you know look shredded on the beach you know i i am in there quite quite literally with 
programs designed for the physical needs of an entrepreneurship of uh, of you know high levels of energy, long sustaining energy, recovery, things like that. Uh, and I know Patrick does things a little bit differently, but I know he's been talked about like the, the daily discipline of working out, of getting it done. As it stands right now, I've I've closed my my move rings 361 consecutive days, uh, and like it's just so important. But it, what it really all is is it's constructing internally somebody that doesn't have to fight it anymore that you just become that person what i'd like you to know is that there's science behind how to put those wires together and now you want to do the work you want to network you want to do those things uh, instead of having to fight it for the rest of your life it, it's very interesting let me let me now i don't want to switch gears but i want to relate relate that oxygen <laughs> Oxygenated glucose, which is a phrase I never thought I'd say in my life. Um, <laughs> oxygenated glucose to something that Colleen talks about with nutrition and saying you don't give in, uh, don't, uh, when you have these small cravings, uh, just, just go ahead and have it. Don't do it because in her eyes, in the nutritional world, and I'm curious to, to, to relate this to neurology, um, in the nutritional world, if you keep saying no, and not doing it, eventually you're going to overdo it. And you're going to not gonna be able to say no to it anymore. Maybe you ran out of oxygenated glucose. <laughs> and next thing you know, that, that half a Hershey bar turned into <laughs> a tub of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little oh. about the neurology behind that. <clears throat> well, what it reminds me of is, is, is a key distinction that uh, a lot of people make uh, in something like that. So it would be the distinction of uh, like – I stop. I have, or I haven't smoked in in six weeks, right? Versus, I'm not a smoker, right? What you're saying in the one is that like I'm using my mental toughness. Like I am, like I am, like I haven't done it in so long. Look how good I've been. But I am a smoker, right? And the other one, it's the decision's easier because it's just like I am not this person. And one of the things that we try to do, not in my world. Uh, and in a lot of people's words, the people who really understand like psychology here is you have to shift the identity of the person. Uh, you have to shift the identity of like who they believe themselves to be. Like when you left baseball, is it fair to say? I mean, I didn't ever really recognized it. But on some level, you probably go through some sort of identity crisis. Uh, when I finished playing basketball, I certainly did because I was, I, my whole life I was Sean Light, the basketball player. Like I was going to the NBA. Uh, and like, like you, you, you kind of lose that significance. You start realizing that like, like I go back to my, the arena where I played college basketball, all of a sudden, like you, it's not the same vibe. You're not like on the inner circle anymore. Like you're not like you're the has been. It's like going to the college bar after you've already graduated. Like that's always a no, no. Right. So you have to find a way to like shift your identity. Cause what people will do is they will do absolutely anything to maintain the identity of who they believe that they are. Uh, you know, if they think that. You know, if they think that they're a disciplined person, right? For me, like I will do things to ensure that I am withholding the identity of being a disciplined person. If somebody thinks they're a party guy, the fun guy, right? Like they will do anything if that's I'm who they. I'm your body captain. <laughs> exactly, right? Like they'll do what is necessary to maintain that image. So instead of saying like, "Stop smoking," uh, don't like become uh i'm not a smoker like change the identity of i you know my identity is, is is not a smoker uh and when you change that like everything becomes significantly easier going going forward interestingly enough something that i relate that to my life and i think a lot of our listeners maybe not a lot of our listeners but i know a few of them uh might be able to relate to uh cigars and scotch now I consider myself a pretty pretty good drinker. I I oh no let me phrase it kind of the way you did. I am a drinker. I enjoy <laughs> drinking. I have fun doing it. That's who I am. But cigars, another addictive product. And now I haven't really been smoking for all that long. But uh, cigars, another addictive product. Like uh, I never. I I know. Like, I'm to me like kind of like you said. I was like I'm not a smoker. I've never been a smoker my entire life. Right. Like I enjoy a good cigar because of the vibe it gives me. It's literally the only thing. And I'm try I've been continuously trying to find new cigars that are the lightest possible cigars possible because I hate the taste in my mouth. 
Um, like it's not, it's like a weird, it's like a very strong taste. So like, but I'm only, like I just want the vibe. Like I feel nothing. Like everyone, like I smoked three cigars one time in a day, which probably a bad idea. But I smoked three cigars in a day one time. I felt nothing. Everyone's like, why aren't you throwing up? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't I don't feel anything from it. It's just literally just being like, I got a cigar in my mouth, the scotch, we're talking business, right? Like It's like the vibe around it. But like I never, like, I'm not sitting there like, oh, well, it's been two weeks since I smoked a cigar. I have no idea when the last time I smoked a fucking cigar. I, like, it's not, it's not, it's not meaningful to me because I'm not a, I'm not a cigar smoker. I do it when we're, the vibe is right and we're having fun. Uh, but like, yeah, no, I, listen, I am a drinker. I, I'm certainly doing that. And then sometimes when, I'll do things. I'll be like, oh, well, I haven't, I haven't drank a lot in two weeks. Good for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't done this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm losing that, that glucose, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and <laughs> I got to keep that glucose high. <laughs> but it is. It's interesting how you, you, the neurology around everything, which is why I loved how we've changed our podcast, is because, you know, I am, I am more, and it's funny, I think we've mentioned on the pod that Sean has always been viewed in my world as the R&D department of everything. And then I am the guy that just does things willy nilly, in hopes of finding it, finding what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I'll I'll do something. And like when I created a website once, created a website, and I couldn't figure it out. I was like, how how the hell do you do this? And I'm just doing random things to try to find <laughs> out how to do things, kind of like you did in NBA 2K to try to find out how to double team. Just doing <laughs> random thi- Yeah, just doing random things. Well, you I think you're doing one real thing wrong listening to Brian, but doing <laughs> random things to figure out how to do that. And Sean comes up behind me, and I tell him what the issue is. He starts giggling at me, he's snickering at me, because he's like, ah, let the R&D department. He like, tells me exactly how to do it. It takes me two seconds to do it. And sometimes I sit there, I'm like, you know, why don't I just Google things sometimes? You know, I feel like it would be a lot easier. But it is interesting how, you know, our dynamic of, you know, both business people, both entrepreneurs, both take, take enormous <coughs> risks uh, and leaps uh, not only um, with our own money, but with uh, you know our personal lives and, and all of these different types of things. Like you know, Sean had to find the very exact right girl in order to be able to put up with his <laughs> his nonsense. And um, it is it's like a risk. It's a risk in all facets of your life to do the things that me and Sean do. Um, but there are no such thing as risks when you're talking win bet. Yes. And <laughs> And WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas online sports betting. Whether you're a recreational player or a serious handicapper, WinBet is your ticket to every exciting wager from straight bets to parlays, teasers, and any exotic proposition wager you can dream up. Sign up today and use promo code XSWC1. And after placing your first $100 wager, you receive $100 to bet with. There is also a $50 casino bonus for those in New Jersey and Michigan as a first-time player. Again, the promo code is XSWC1. There's no better way to enjoy sports than with some extra winnings in your pocket to use for all your favorite bets. Betting is a team sport. Join the WinBet team and bet with the best. Offers ever change. Turn to use at WinBet.com. Much training order participating. Only available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. <sighs> Interesting stuff, though. I, I, I love talking about oh, – where the hell is your Zoom thing? I love talking about how, like, I'll do something and – then there's like whatever it is that I might do or or for example like we talked about not do and then finding the inner workings of the neurology behind it of why you won't do that and why you won't go into like I won't post something on Instagram because I'm like well everyone's gonna see it it's gonna be a whole thing people you know like I when I post an Instagram story I only use Instagram now for stories I post an Instagram story and I it's getting seen on my good Instagram stories get seen by let's say five or six thousand people and it's like, well, I know if I post this, I can't post that picture you sent today. That will be a hold to do. That'll be a hold to do. Uh, so. Uh, oh man, that would be up. I was like, oh man, I'll post it, and then you can reshare it. Like, oh my god, somebody took this picture of me. Oh my god, I can't believe this. Let's look at my shoulders and biceps. So, so you guys know, just so you're let in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I was, me and Sean are very rarely in the gym together. Actually, we we often have very different schedules, and uh, we happen to be almost identical schedules today mm. and so we ended up in there uh, at the same time and i was doing uh, a particular exercise and i had a cutoff on and my arms looked amazeballs and sean without and i swear hand on the bible <laughs> that's my left hand 
hand on the Bible, right hand up, left hand on the Bible. I swear I had no idea the picture was being taken. I did not ask him to take a thirst trap for me. And I looked up, and Sean had just, like, he literally just was putting his phone down, and he was walking over to me, and I was surprised to actually see him over by me. And then he was like, you got to look at this. And I looked jacked. <laughs> so um, I have completely ruined one of our friend's days. Actually, Sean did because he took the picture. Completely, our buddy Brian considers himself have the have the biggest arms in the friend group. Not anymore. The crown's in ri- at risk. <laughs> uh, and talk about the neurology. He's in legit of- panic mode. We'll talk about the neurology of what Brian's going through right now. I, I don't know if you saw the group chat. We were texting a little bit during this pod, and I was trying to get him to come over here. And uh, and he was like, after that picture, I am running to the gym. And I told him, I was like, you're already doing it wrong, Brian. <laughs> you can't even you start can't, correctly. You just can't help himself. You can't help himself. Can't help himself. Can't help himself. The, the other thing I wanted to quickly ch- talk about today, Sean, is the evolution of, of social. I know we've taught social. We talk social all the time here. But the evolution of me and you trying on on social media, <laughs> and how I mean, I, a couple of years ago we were talking about how Instagram can never be overtaken, and never like it was the king of kings. It and was. to me, and I think you would agree with me right now, it's bomb of the barrel. Well, I, I think it's I, it really depends on what you're looking at. Like I actually been posting a ton on Instagram lately. Uh, because so like I put these trackable links on my because mine's all business right like I'm I'm trying to like steer people into my into my funnels in my world uh, and while TikTok has incredible viral growth opportunities uh, it is by far at least in my world at least in my profile it is by far the least clickable like like people are not coming to my profile and they're not clicking on my the link and they're not moving through. Uh, so I've been spending more time on the places where I'm actually acquiring leads, uh, which have been Instagram, Facebook's okay, uh, Instagram and medium.com, which is a blogging social media. Um, so like, like if you're like just trying to get like popular and grow, but even then, man, like I got 27,000 followers on TikTok. Like, what is that? Like, what, like, what? What the hell is that? Like, at what point do brands start being like, like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like reach out to this guy and get him to advertise for me? Uh, I am very uh, interested in YouTube Shorts into YouTube Longs, uh, which moves people through a little bit more. I don't, I, 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 I don't, I couldn't give two shits about social media if it, if it did not, if business was not involved. Um, so I. Uh, the social media is an interesting game. It is. And I, I will say I would give a half shit of social media if business was not involved. The main dynamic for me is I believe, and I've said this, I think, every podcast for the last 12 podcasts, that the I believe in the Alex Ramosi approach that getting famous just makes you more money. It's just the way the world works. So Definitely. that's I would say that's the 1.5 shits, maybe even 1.75 shits. Yeah, but even I, that, that's still business oriented. Like if you That's what I'm saying. That's but that's yeah. the main reason I'm there. And then the other half is like, well, it'd be cool to be famous. So <laughs> so like I'd still like to do it. TikTok, you know, me and you run very different businesses in, in what we're trying to I'm not trying to get really any 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 you know leads from my from my stuff. I, I'd like to push people through to this podcast. I think this po- I, you know, that's pretty much the only thing I have is this podcast. And I would say on our good posts that we have um, I think the most I've seen is like maybe 145 uh, click-throughs to in, into our podcast. Um, I, I would say list, the listeners, though, I would say you know maybe we're uh, we're getting you know it's hard, they're probably spread out through because the click goes to right to our homepage, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't go to our uh, to the last uh, TikTok, so I can't see like exactly which TikTok they're, they're or which podcast they're listening to. But I've seen a decent a number of little spikes, but nothing crazy. Um, but YouTube Shorts, and, and I mean, and this is what we're talking about. I just read recently, as I read this morning, how they're going to do YouTube Shorts as far as ad, you know, the ad, the rev split, and what they're doing is for Shorts, they're like, like, well, yeah, you're short, like we can't put in uh, a mid roll clip ad and, a, and a, at the end of the or like a, three quarters of the way, you know, ad roll, right? They can't do that, so they can't. What they're doing, though, and this is why YouTube's taking more of it, is it doesn't matter. Wh- it, it They're just putting in ads 
for all of the shorts. And like like you you scroll through five shorts and ad ad pops up just like TikTok. There was shorts ad pops up, and then based off you have to be qualified, so you have to get ten million views in the last ninety days and a thousand subscribers, uh, and based off how many views in that let's say they pay by monthly. I don't know. How, do you know how much when, when they pay, Sean? No. Okay, so let's say they pay monthly. Based off how many views you are, how big your account is essentially, is how much percentage of that rev split you get. So they are getting. Let's say they get a pool of twenty-five million dollars every month. Uh, let's say that's the forty-five percent. Forty-five percent of twenty-five million dollars every month of ad re- revenue. That's forty-five percent. You'd say you get one percent of it. How much You're, is Mr. Beast going to be pulling in? Oh, I mean, Mr. Beast is that's a different whole other world. Uh, but you're talking and, and twenty-five million dollars. I would imagine, based off of what I I know about YouTube would be a really, really low month for them in ad revenue. (laughs) So, so, uh, you know, you're talking about a real, and this is why I keep telling Sean uh, with why I'm so invested in it, you know, we're talking about a real, actual way to make real money. Like, Mm. not TikTok where you get, you know, 0.4 cents every thousand views. You know, this is you can make some real fucking money here. Similar to why there are so many people staying on YouTube, like Mr. Beast and things like that, mm-hmm. because you got a real chance to make some actual money here. It's gonna take you a little bit. Like right now, my last, my my la- in my last ninety days, which is pretty much my entire YouTube lifespan, my last ninety days, I have like one hundred eleven thousand views. Uh, I got, I got. It's not bad, but it about that's sixty percent of that is all one fo- post, <laughs> but. You know, I need to learn the game, and that's why I'm doing so much speed right now. I put, I put up a tweet today uh, that I have posted more times on YouTube Shorts. This was at this was at 9:30 this morning. I have posted more times on YouTube Shorts this morning than I have on Instagram in the last month, month and a half. Or I said I think I said two months, but that might be a reach. Um, so, it, you know, that's why for me, like right now, Instagram is fucking. Let's all keep wanting to lose, keep wanting to lose followers. Uh, you know, that has just been such a you know, back bottom of the barrel thing. But again, difference between you and I, I'm looking for growth, like looking for growth, looking for followers, looking for, you know, these ways, then taking, which I am in love with, the YouTube creator studio. Holy shit. You're talking about we're ha- I got the power of Google at my hands. And now I, you know, when I go pitch myself, like tonight, I'm going to pitch myself to a, you, would you consider, oh, yeah, it is, it's definitely a Fortune 500 company. I'm going to go pitch myself to a, the, I, because their parent company is. Um, I'm going to go pitch myself tonight to the chief marketing officer. I'm going to dinner, the chief marketing officer of a Fortune 500 company. And I have the, not only the power of, you know, their, what they're looking, because it's a publicly traded company. I know everything they're, go, I know what they're going after. But I also, this YouTube creator studio has been able to give me, you know, real, real data, like age demographics, where, like, what, what part of, what cities. You know, I got, for whatever reason, I can't walk around in Australia. <laughs> I, my, <laughs> two of my top seven cities are Melbourne and, and Sydney. And, like, they're were, real. Weren't you, like, weren't you, like, popular in, like, some real weird, like, Afghan city or something like that? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's like, um, I actually have it up here because I haven't, I haven't taken it down yet. But um, let's see, which one is it? It is, I don't know where it is. It's. It's Bangaluru, Bangaluru, I don't know where that is. Bangaluru, Bangaluru, Bangaluru. Lovely this time of year. Yeah, B E N G A L U R U. But no clue. But yeah, I got Melbourne in there. Sydney is a top three Sydney, uh, top three city for me. Wow. Uh, Yeah, like it's like real. Like, and this is when I told you, Sean. This again, back to the R and D department that Sean is. I told Sean, I was like, you got to get on this shit. He's like, yeah, asshole. It's owned by Google. Like, these are what Google's analytics are. This is real analytics, not, you know, you know, TikTok that tells me that 99% of my audience is in the United States. I was like, oh, thanks. I bet you no one's targeting the United States. <laughs> I know. It's so <laughs> you know? stupid. It's such a stupid analytic. So, like, I'm, that's why I like that's. I'm so excited about YouTube because I, it really actually feels like I'm running an actual business. I can actually figure, like, I'm trying to figure things out there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, social has always felt kind of like a video game to me and just trying to trying to keep growing and somehow just keep posting, figuring stuff out and trying to level up to a point where, you know, we can 
actually make a, some actual, and I have made some money off it, but it would make an actual, an actual uh, little living off it that might help. I mean, you see so many these fucking TikTokers. They're making, you know, Charlie Milio brought in like $20 million last year. $20 I mean, million. Dollars. Yeah, they, they, got a, they got a whole machine going over there. That's a whole other machine. But if you can grow, especially like, like me and you talked about with YouTube Shorts, it, like there's hardly any content right now out there. Like it is, it is tough. And they said uh, a statistic I read this morning is seventy five percent of YouTube users are watching shorts. That's a pretty good number. Now YouTube's got you a just got to have. Here, here's what I think about social media: is you still have to build like that cash asset, right? Like there's like you have to take like what you're really you're 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 trying you're collecting all these eyeballs, but what are you going to do with them? And that's where like Charlie D'Amelio, I see her doing all sorts of crazy stuff. They got the you know the, the, the Hulu show. She's doing some like fitness stuff. Uh, and it's like, like what I'm doing is like building that cash asset to be able to take advantage of those eyeballs. Um, and it's like, if somebody's going to go out there and try to grow on one of these platforms, where are you going to insert the eyeballs to actually make it worth something to you? Which is why I'm not on YouTube really YouTube shorts really right now is cause I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not there yet in, in terms of like the, the building of that cash asset. Um, and that's like, for me is like where social media is great. Like just like a lot of people are just like getting followers, like, especially in like, there was a article came out in like business insider, like a year ago, there was a influencer who had like 3.2 million million followers. She started a clothing line and she had to sell 32 or 36 t-shirts for the manufacturer to pick her up and she couldn't even do it. Uh, it's because like she had all these eyeballs, but not a real not a real like cash machine to to stick people in and, and, and convert it into into lead into into money uh and i think that's where like when you get like huge and you like you blow up like charlie's gonna go into the hulu cash machine right and that's what you know that's what the d'amelios are doing and she'll find other cash machines that are in there uh but like like for what i'm doing is like like let me build out a, a cash machine so that these eyeballs they come in I, they just keep flowing through this thing and just like produces produces cash flow like a bar or a restaurant group or anything like that right well i think uh, it's 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 interesting in the way you the way like and that's why i've switched content to kind of what you were doing on tiktok was because you know i still have those stitches in there that you know i say i give my little my little tidbit to it but like you have to, you're not going to convert unless you're actually influential. And the only way you're going to be influential is if you're providing your own content. And you got to, people got to be wanting to watch you, uh, and coming to see what you do. And that's when you become influential, and that's when you can actually sell a product, as long as your product's good. But uh, as long as you can do that stuff, I think often, often a lot of times people get these huge eye- eyeballs, and then they just go hire an agent and they, or a business manager that runs a business for them because they already have that cash asset. Exactly. So, and I think that's what it is. I, I believe that I'm, I'm fairly good at business, and I'm also a little bit differing in, in your, in your, into what you had said, is that right now I'm just going to keep going, and I'll figure it out. I'll just figure it out as I go. I'm going to get. I'm going to keep getting these followers. Keep getting. Keep pushing. Keep growing. Uh, and I'll figure out. I'll figure the rest out as I go. And I've, I've been okay at it. I, you know, I, I had some. Good, I had a good deal with uh, the long drink back in the day that made some good money for me. Uh, like I said I'm going to a, a deal tonight and hopefully land land something there. So you know, it's just going to try to keep growing the eyeballs. The eyeballs is what gets you to the table. And then if you can get those eyeballs, for what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get ad revenue from with, from companies. Uh, when you get those, when you get those eyeballs, like when they go into this meeting tonight, now 55,000 followers on TikTok is not. That that crazy to have a lot of people have that many followers on TikTok. TikTok is very a very viral uh, type platform. But when, if I told them I had one, they'd be like, "Oh wow, okay." Who people? Who the fuck are you? Who people even care about you? And maybe they don't. <laughs> so a uh, little bit of different approaches. Fairly similar though. Uh, the end. Well, not fairly similar. The exact, pretty much same end goal. Oh, you're taking to, those eyeballs, and, and and it's the same thing. You're taking the eyeballs, yeah. fifty-five thousand, and you're you're gonna plug it into hopefully this pe- these people's cash machine. Uh, you're like saying like, look at all my eyeballs. <laughs> what if I dumped them into your machine over here? What, what would that do? <laughs> <laughs> do anything for you? Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, listen, guys. Uh, 
if you have any extra eyeballs, you should be watching the World <laughs> Series. Starts Friday. And you know where you can bet on the World Series? You betcha. WinBet. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas online sports betting. Casino play, getting all your favorite teams, players, and sports from boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today and use promo code XSWC1. And after placing your first $100 wager, you'll receive $100 to bet with. There's also $50 casino bonus for those in New Jersey and Michigan as a first-time player. Again, the promo code is XSWC1. Offer service change starting users at WinBet.com. It's a 20 participating only available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. You know what? Before I end the podcast, when I was when I'm a little disappointed in, a lot of people. Um, that's where they speed up podcasts, which I understand. You speed up through the ad, ad, adver- advertisement to get to the advertisement, advertisement to get to the next part. The people that are speeding up are never going to see how good I am at speeding that up for them. Or maybe they think they accidentally pressed the button. <laughs> <laughs> or that they're like, did you guys know that Apple is now automatically speeding up their advertisements? <laughs> 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 oh man alright anywho um, guys have a great weekend enjoy whatever you're going to do uh, quickly Sean just to end the podcast Yankees uh, not Yankees <laughs> sorry guys Astros and um, uh, Astros, Astros Phillies so you t- Astros and how many five Astros and five I'm going to say Phillies in seven. Let's have some fun. Let's go. That would be electric. It would be electric. I think the Astros are going to win. But that would be electric. But let's have some fun on the podcast. Phillies in seven would be – I actually really hope they win at home. Like that Bryce same, Harper same, home home was same, 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 outrageous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we'll, so that would have to be like Phillies in six – or in like five or something like that? They'd have to – yeah, because uh, if it's the same format, it's the first two games are in Houston, then three, and then two in Houston. They ain't winning in five. <laughs> I gotta win one, and then they got sweet Philly. Anyway, oh guys, enjoy the enjoy the weekend, enjoy the World Series, and until next time, we will see you guys later. Sorry, we're closed.